another meeting. How to stop boring your people at work. Here's a quote from The Office, the best rewatchable show in the universe. Let's start by conserving our time and stop having these stupid meetings. No more meetings. No more meetings. No more meetings. Pam Beasley from The Office. By the way, the funniest thing about that scene is Stanley in the background, egging her on, chanting with her. Look, meetings are critical for an effective workplace, but can become boring and unengaging and, and uninspiring. And I get it. I've been a manager, a supervisor, director. I've had to host weekly meetings where people feel like they're just going through the motions. What about when COVID-19 hit? It was the dreaded virtual meeting where people just stare blankly at the screen. And you know the only thing they're looking at is their own video. <laughs> they're just looking at themselves while someone else talks. Uh, or they're looking at their phones. What about the uh, accidentally turning off your camera and then you don't even know if they're even in the meeting anymore? Uh, then it's the, the mandatory weekly conference room setup that never starts or finishes on time. The same people always come in a little late. Uh, the manager never ends it on when the calendar says the meeting should end. And then a lot of times it just repeats the same information that was discussed last week. Have you ever in these situations wanted to stand up and yell like Pam Beasley did? No more meetings. No more meetings. Uh, look, there are ways to enhance engagement, uh, foster creativity, and keep people curious in these meetings. It is possible. I promise you. Uh, there are ways to make meetings less boring. There are ways to get people excited and motivated to be there. And you might think I'm crazy for what I'm about to say and we're going to discuss we're going to discuss these in this podcast some ways to make these meetings at the very least a little more engaging a little more fun and where we're going to start with that again you're going to think I'm crazy for this you might think I'm a little nuts but uh, make an agenda set clear objectives even if it's a meeting that you have every single week make an agenda for it okay here all right let's break it down because I'm going to be honest with you, even me saying that out loud sounds a little weird, but it helps. So let, let's talk about it. Okay. First, by when you make an agenda, you're clearly stating what needs to be accomplished and you're giving your team, your attendees, like a roadmap for the discussion. And if they have some clarity on what the discussion is going to be, uh, it helps them connect their job with the purpose of the meeting and uh, it, it gives them some understanding of the importance of why we're having the meeting and when you have that you have purpose you have understanding you're going to be more likely to be engaged in what's happening when they are engaged and that's what you're trying to do in these meetings you want your team engaged in the meeting you don't want them just going through the motions because when they're engaged they're going to be more likely to pose questions which you want you want them asking questions getting feedback asking for clarification so you're not trying to put out fires later you want your team there, there's nothing more frustrating for a manager or a leader or someone running a meeting to go through all the specifics and and the why of something only for a few days later the people in the meeting to say they didn't understand but they didn't ask questions so if they're engaged they're going to pose questions 
It also um, will encourage them to respond for uh, calls to come up with ideas or be innovative or insert their feedback into what is being discussed, which, again, is all critical to an effective team. You want the team sharing their ideas and feeling that they're, uh, what they say is going to matter and they're going to be heard. You, you want that in your meeting. When the agenda is provided in advance, your team can prepare their thoughts and their suggestions while connecting the meeting to the relevance of what their role is. So it's nice when the meeting starts to have an agenda there so they know, but it's even better if you can give it to them um, a couple days in advance, a week in advance, so they can kind of process through their thoughts, their questions, their ideas, their feedback. An agenda also helps avoid that rabbit hole uh, that happens in meetings sometimes. I'm sure you've all been there where the objective is one thing, but because someone went on a tangent, now you're on five, six different topics, and now you look at your watch and you're like, oh, there's no way we're going to be able to finish this thing on time. So when you have that clear agenda, you can avoid some of that topic jumping, um, which if, if you do the top, topic jumping, sometimes if someone interjects like a new idea, you get a little bit off the rails. It can lighten things. It can, it can cause your team to connect. Uh, but if it's happening throughout the meeting more than once, you're just, your agenda is going to be pointless. And then if people feel your agenda is pointless, they're, again, they're not going to pay attention or believe what's on there is actually what's going to be discussed. Um, if, so for me and looking back, there were some meetings that there were agendas and there were some that weren't and the ones that didn't have an agenda or I didn't have clear understanding of why I I should be there. What happens is I then decide within the first few minutes, if I feel this meeting is applicable to my priorities, very, very early on in the meeting, I'm listening. Is this something that's actually worth my attention or am I just going to have to do the little fake it thing where I'm acting like I'm, I'm paying attention? If I determine it's, it's not relevant to my role, then, you know, I'm going to still be respectful. Uh, but I'll be thinking about the nine million other things I have to do for my job that day. Or I'll be thinking about my weekend plans or my grocery list. I mean, the bottom line is you, you'll, you'll lose me. Um, and that goes the same for the attendees in your in your meeting. In contrast, if I understand what is coming on the meeting because of the agenda and, and the objectives were given to me in advance, I'll be less likely to judge the totality of the meeting by the first five, six minutes. Um, every session, every meeting should have goals that connect with the people in attendance and feel important and relevant to their day-to-day job. If they don't, they shouldn't be in the meeting. If, if you have people in the meeting that do not have a connection to what the ob- objective is of the meeting, why are they there? Why, why are you forcing them to be there? There has to be – maybe it's just a learning experience because you're just trying to get them to shadow and, and see how this type of meeting is run Make sure that's clearly stated on the front end. And then after that objective is done, put them in meetings where they can actually contribute to the discussion and what's happening. So that's the first thing. Uh, Establish an agenda, uh, establish clear objectives, and then give those to your team in advance. It'll, It'll encourage communication, dialogue, and engagement.
let's talk about another one we can do here. The the next one are fairly simple. We, we like to call them interactive tools, interactive tools that uh, spark an attendee's interest, strike the emotional part of the brain to really get that attention. And some ways you can do that is work in some polls, uh, poll your team. Uh, quizzes or trivia are always fun. We do like little trivia games at the beginning, during, in the middle, or even at the end. Uh, breakout sessions, you, you say, hey, we need a, a new creative way to spend this $3,000, but it has to be geared towards uh, employee morale. We're going to separate everybody in small groups, and then I'm going to give you the chance to present your ideas. Um, the bottom line is all of this stuff is is geared towards active participation and preventing meeting fatigue. Uh, if you shake things up and it's different than what they expected, you, you now have captured their attention. A really simple way to do this as well are just icebreaker activities, um, many team-building challenges. Uh, relevant media can even shake up the boring, boring meetings. Did you see an inspirational video, a motivational video, a funny video on, on YouTube or on social media that's relevant to the role that you do? Maybe you open the meeting uh, with that just to grab their attention. I, I worked at uh, one location, I believe it was the Y, but they allowed each manager before the meeting to uh, have a turn kicking off the meeting in a way that's exciting to them. So some would share uh, like a funny story. Others would share a uh, clip from YouTube. Some will, will do a, like a little game uh, to try to do like a little competition. But it would, get, it would empower people to get them interested in why we are sitting here and just shake things up. Just shake up the, the same old status quo of the meeting. I know, uh, speaking from experience and then just kind of interacting with leaders sometimes management just wants to just wants to jump in head first into what they think is the most important but the problem with that is if your team is closed-minded and distracted uh, much of what you discussed is going to be overshadowed to what the attendees think is most important to them <laughs> so you are not getting feedback advice uh, new ideas into a closed mind you can only get those things into an open mind. So it's critical that you prioritize engagement on the front end and uh, rapport and communication. So if you challenge them early on to think, to strategize, to connect, uh, it'll produce dividends when it's time to address some of the more uh, maybe detail-oriented, essential, or even cumbersome uh, topics that sometimes we have to discuss at at these meetings. I mean, bottom line is, just make the thing fun. Just just make the thing fun. Speaking of fun, uh, a long, 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 long meeting when we got other things to do is not fun. So another tip for you: please address the length and the frequency of your meetings. Uh, prolonged and frequent meetings can lead to fatigue very, very quickly. Uh, reoccurrent meetings are good for consistency, but not always necessarily for engagement, especially if the attendees believe you're just going through the motions. If this is just a meeting that you're having because you have to check off, check the box, you're losing 80% of your people. To combat this, it's essential to keep your meetings concise, focused, 
uh, tied to something your attendees must accomplish in the short term, limit the meeting's duration and avoid those tangents we talked about. Uh, connecting a task that they have to do to the meeting's content in the short term goes a long way in cre- increasing focus and question asking at, as well. And what I mean by that is if you said something like, uh, what we decide and the idea that you all come up with today will go into effect in two weeks. Saying something like that is going to grab their attention and inspire question asking. As opposed to if you said, hey, at some point in the future, we're looking to roll out, you know, one of these ideas, um, you know, we have really no timeline, but let's let's come up with an idea. That's not going to grab their attention. That's not going to encourage active participation. So tie what the content is to their job and uh, share how it's going to be relevant to them in the very the very short term. So. Uh, keep those meetings, keep those meetings short and concise when when you can, for sure. All right, so let's go into let's go into one of the the funky ideas here. I'm very interested to hear if anyone has done this or is willing to do this. But let's say all this other stuff we talked about still isn't shaking things up. Then it's time for drastic measures. And what drastic measures are in a meeting is just changing up the thing entirely, changing up the format entirely. And two ways you can do that is one, a stand-up meeting, or two, a walking meeting. I actually just purchased a walking uh, treadmill, and, you know, it does shake things up a little bit. It does get the brain flowing, uh, the the blood flowing, the energy, all of that. Look, this format... (laughs) And I could just, I wish I had a little bit of, I wish I had a time machine that I can go back and make some of my, my more boring meetings, walking meetings. I'd be really interested to see how that goes. So the idea here is when they're standing, like let's say you're doing a standing meeting, it helps increase energy and focus. Stand-up meetings also just naturally are going to be shorter because the attendees are going to be less likely to go on tangents and ramble when they're all standing. Uh, by keeping the attendees on their feet, information is going to be shared more efficiently. And more often than not, decisions are going to be made more swiftly because people are standing. And walking meetings is kind of the, the same thing here. A walking meeting would take place outside. Uh, your attendees would meet outdoors. You can kind of have those business discussions without being stuffed into that office or in that one room. We had a conference room when I was a manager at one point where there was just no windows, no access to light. It was just the stuffiest thing in the world. So when we were able to sneak outside or maybe go to a different location that's a little more engaging, we definitely wanted to take advantage of that. Uh, Walking meetings have, have been proven to be effective in sparking creativity and problem solving. Uh, The change of scenery and, uh, the physical activity can stimulate the brain and encourage innovative ideas. Uh, walking meetings can also promote a more relaxed and informal atmosphere, foster better relationships, uh, rapport with your coworkers, and again, increase that communication and that active participation. Look, in the end, meeting fatigue uh, is going to happen. 
It's always existed, and it was amplified during COVID. And then when you added on all of the virtual meetings, and then, quite frankly, the uptick in meetings themselves, meeting fatigue was inevitable. But we can stop now and, and assess the meetings we're having and do some things to make them a little more engaging and foster discussion, uh, create a more engaging and focused meeting for sure. So let's recap how you do that real quick. We want clear objectives, clear agenda, get that to your team in advance if possible, uh, add activities, uh, icebreakers, mini breakout sessions, keep an eye on how long the meeting is, is the length of your meeting really how long it has to be, change the meeting format when you want to get drastic, standing up, walking, uh, and, and really create ways for your team to participate and share their ideas look i know mondays uh, that monday meeting <laughs> it's not ideal uh but you do not have to have a room full of pam beasley's uh organizing a revolt and chanting no more meetings no more meetings all right people i appreciate you spending some time with me on the speak for motivating change podcast make sure to go to speakformc.com to review listen read the other content that we have available you can follow me on all social media go to the youtube channel at speak for mc and check out the other podcast i definitely want to hear your comments your thoughts and your ideas so we can have a conversation together no, I'm not going to do that. All right, everybody. Keep being amazing. Make your meetings fun. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.